Oh, my head. I won't be drinking like that any time. Ever. For the next two weeks. Whichever comes first. Oh, Mr. Cook, it's so nice to see you out in the world. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't quite... Oh, my God. Where am I? This isn't my mansion atop the Sunbank building. Okay, I've never quite experienced hearing loss in regard to too much intoxication, so I didn't quite get all that. I'm sorry. Is that much better, Mr. Cook? That, that, that's a bit better, yes. Good. You're actually quite far from your mansion. You are the prison. A prison which is known as the Pit. A prison where I grew up. Oh, oh, that, what a lovely daycare facility this is. I didn't quite get your name. No, you didn't. My name is of no consequence to you. All you need to know is that I am a fan of yours, and I wanted you to read some fan fiction for me. Okay. Well, you could have just emailed me at thepitpodcast at gmail.com, and I... I could have done that, and you didn't have to capture me or put me in a prison halfway around the world. No, I didn't. This, but I'm allowing you some hope to be able to get out. Mr. Cook, I know you can escape, because only one child was leet enough to be able to leave here. And I know that you're so leet, you could not only escape this prison... But teleport halfway around the world to your house in a matter of seconds. Well, I don't quite know if I'm that neat and think this is somewhat of an inside joke. Only if you don't consider jokes funny. Anyway, Mr. Cook, while you were out, there was a fan fiction that became quite popular in your absence. Okay, and what was it called? Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, okay, and what's that about? It's a Twilight fanfic, and what I wanted you to do was read a fanfic of that fanfic. Oh, kind of like Inception, also directed by Christopher Nolan. Mr. Cook, your fanfic is waiting for you, and I'll make sure to have some classical music going on in the background. Can I get my theme music? It's a bit late for that, Mr. Cook. After you leave here and finish your fanfiction, you have my permission to record another episode and make sure that you uh, don't take another four-month hiatus. Well, at least without announcing it, I suppose. Pretentious Internet Theater proudly presents Fifty Shades of Combat by Tigorin. Disclaimer. I don't own Fifty Shades of Grey or the characters. I don't own Mortal Kombat or the characters. These belong to the respective owners. It was a dark night. Nothing compared to the darkness in Christian Grey's soul. Brooding, his intense dark eyes glowered at the road before him. He sped down the highway at a very illegal 100 miles per hour. Anna leaned down into his lap and serviced him orally. It was her job to please Christian when she was not in the kitchen, without a trace of shame, gave him a pretty cool blue job. It was cool because Anna had an ice cube in her mouth, 
because she's a freak like that. Finish that job, Anna. Christian Purd, if you do, I'll take you to the new Johnny Cage movie, and you can blow me there. Giddy, Anna's inner goddess pirouetted and then jumped out the window of the two-bedroom duplex apartment that was Anna's brain, but did not die because she was not real. One semi-illegal blowjob later, they were at the movies. Johnny Cage's new film, Duke Nukem Forever, was currently showing. It was a misnomer because Johnny Cage was only Duke Nukem for 2 hours and 30 minutes. No one seemed to mind that bit of information much. You might get caught, Christian whispered sexily in a loud way, but no one cared because they were in a movie theater in an urban neighborhood. People whipped out their penises all the time with the slightest provocation, and sometimes it wasn't in a movie theater, it was at a church or Denny's. By the time the previews started, Christian was seated in the back row with his penis in his popcorn. He liked the warmth of the butter embracing him, sending an enjoyable sensation through his lower body. It was a lot better than an ice cube. Anna slinked up beside him, pulling the man from his buttery euphoria and somehow his penis was in her mouth, where it belonged. And she was light on the teeth this time. The movie started and Anna was already deep-throating like a 2008 Kentucky champion. Suddenly, in a flash of lightning, Raiden appeared sitting calmly next to them. It was sucky because the movie theater set no cell phones and was really taking the other patrons out of the immersion. Plus, his lightning was kind of loud. Christian Grey, I'm here to tell you that you are one of Earth's champions. Raiden then noticed he was sitting on Anna. Anna did not care for her purposes not to care. Her purpose is something sex-related. Champion? Me? Christian gave a silky smooth chuckle. I think you are mistaken. My mother was a crack whore. That's nice. Raiden then grabbed the man and teleported the three of them to Outworld. Even though he was gone, no one could get back into the movie and Everyone in the theater gave it a low score on Rotten Tomatoes. There, also, there was a riot, and some people died, but the score was rather biased and unfair. In Outworld, somehow Christian and Anna got split up. For God, Raiden was rather incompetent and disrespectful to theater etiquette. Christian immediately tried to flee, but Raiden teleported in front of him. You have to fight, Christian. I have to save Anna, he roared with chocolatey goodness. I still haven't claimed her ass. There'll be time enough for ass claiming, Raiden said as if he knew what he was talking about. You must help the other warriors guard Earthrealm. Very well, but if her ass is claimed, then you shall face my wrath. Okay. Raiden was very agreeable right now. He probably just ate. Anyway, they went to the tournament where Shao Kahn sat in his throne. And Anna clung helplessly to Shao Kahn's leg. Confused, but with an unclaimed ass, in theory. Is that Johnny Cage? Christian inquired with Nutella in his voice. Somehow. It is me, isn't it? Johnny said while adjusting his douche shades. You're from Earthrealm, aren't you? How's my Rotten Tomatoes scored? According to Facebook, it's bad, said Nightwolf. My people invented technology, and then the white man stole it. Shut up, nerds, it's combat time! Sonya Blade ripped off all her clothes and then got murdered. 
Cause you can't fight a gothic naked. That's really stupid. No! Screamed Jax. What good are these robot arms if I can't save one white woman? What about me? Asked Jade. Jax punched her in the face so hard that she died. That's for beating up Princess Katana, he paused. Wait, that wasn't Katana. That was a butterface sister Melina. What have I done? Jax then punched himself in the face until he died. Now you must avenge their deaths, said Raiden with a shrug. I shall! Christian then took off his shirt, revealing his tone-tan body, glistening with the abrupt sheen of sweat. It was truly combat time! First, first he fought Baraka, because Baraka is a Jabba. Then he fought Shiva because... Then he snuck out, before the Goro fight. Because only a lunatic would fight Goro. He's a prince, the prince of kicking everyone's ass all the time. That's why he's so muscular. He probably has 0% body fat because he burns it all while kicking everyone's ass all the time. Not sure how Kentoro came to be, but I have theories and those theories offend me, so he's not appearing in this fanfic. Christian returned to find Liu Kang holding a dying Kung Lao, while Christian was avoiding the fight with Goro. Kung Lao got defeated by Shang Tsung, who then gave him to Baraka to be his wife. Baraka immediately knocked Kung Lao out and filled him with Baraka eggs. It was so gross, Kung Lao was dying from it. With Kung Lao dead, the hot-blooded Liu Kang could not contain himself and sought to attack the dangerously attractive stranger before him. But then Christian decided to bless the man with the sultry, angelic sousaphone of a voice he had when he talked. Wait! Who are you? I'm Christian Grey, and my mother was a crack whore. Well, Liu Kang flexed his muscles. I am Liu Kang, and I only like anal. Katana quietly left and never came back. Shang Tsung was here. In fact, he'd been here the whole time. Tournament is about to begin! He roared to a cheering and possibly drunk audience. Stryker shot a couple of them, but the crowd was so bloody, thirsty, and deranged they began to rip apart the injured and bathe in their blood. Stryker was no stranger to horror, for he lived in New York, and a homeless man in clown makeup harassed him for change once. Since that day, he knew not the meaning of fear, and would probably go back to Earth to bang Cabal's sexy, nameless wife. Like Luke Hang, he also shared a fondness for anal. Just putting that out there. For the ladies. Christian Grey, you will now fight Scorpion in Sub-Zero, Shang Tsung announced. Two rival ninjas had reason for why they did the things they did, and it was boring. But now they were fighting together for mysterious reasons that involved a Golden Girls DVD box set and an equally mysterious Quang Chi, who was neither golden nor a girl. Possibly, perhaps neither realm escaped the trivial concept of gender and sex. Perhaps their progressive way of thinking had led to them developing such powerful but awesome magic. Or maybe they were all on drugs. Drugs are bad and Quan Chi was full of them. Quan Chi was drugs. Scorpion took the moment to attack Sub-Zero. The two fought each other so hard. They are still fighting right now. Yep, still fighting. What an arduous battle. Someone should have made a movie about it. If they did, probably starred Johnny Cage for some reason. 
Sick of the prattle, Shao Kahn rose from his throne and used his hammer to send Scorpion and Sub-Zero off the screen, and their games ended. Pathetic, he growled. I will end you here and now. You may have brought Sexy back, Christian Grey, but I'm going to kill it forever. That's a long time. Christian and everyone who wasn't gone or dead banded together with the power of friendship and Quan Chi's freaky drug body. They defeated Shao Kong. We've done it! We've saved all the Earths, everyone, Christian announced. Katana came back. She was a liar. How are we going to get home? Asked Liu Kang. Raid is making out with Quan Chi and you shouldn't do magic under the influence. You're right, Liu Kang, said Christian while finally claiming Anna's ass. Drugs are bad. I should know. My mother was a crack whore. It was then that Johnny Cage found a dusty old lamp and cleaned it off, releasing Shinnok from his imprisonment. You have freed me. Before I cover the world in an eternal hellish darkness, I shall give you three wishes. My wish is that my movie would get the Rotten Tomatoes score it deserves, not the one everyone gives it out of spite, said Johnny. Everyone agreed. This was not a waste of a wish. I also wish that Sonya would let me touch her sweet boobies. But she's dead, Stryker started to say. Shinnok abruptly killed Stryker for some reason. Very well, you have one wish, human. I wish we could all be awesome together and go home, Johnny yelled. Your wish is my command. See you in hell. With an ominous cackle, Shinnok vanished, and a giant rainbow appeared with Motaro galloping down it. Climb on my back, and I shall take you for an adventure! Everyone climbed on Motaro's back, and they rode the rainbow road through Asgard all the way back to Earth. Then, they rode it two more times because there wasn't a line and it was really fun! Then they all went to see Johnny's movie again, and this time, Raiden didn't ruin the experience. The end. Anyway, that's all to do it for this special episode of Pretentious Internet Theater. As a reminder, you can always follow us on Facebook, subscribe to us on iTunes, or email this program at thepitpodcast at gmail.com. And always remember that there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Night and pleasure was all yours. I don't get my outro. <laughs>